What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman here with another segment of It's Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. Today, you are in for a treat. And I know I say that when I have guests because you're in for a treat because I only bring the best on the Scary to Remarry podcast. Today, we're going to address what is dating like in your 30s. So you're going to enjoy this one. I know I'm going to enjoy this one because for me and my life, I was married throughout my 30s. So um, I, I, I missed that boat. So <laughs> I have some awesome uh, young ladies that's going to help today. And we have the host of Brunch with Besties podcast, Sherry Renee and Chanel Warren. How are you both doing this wonderful evening? We are doing great. Thank you so much for having us. It's good. Good to be here. Glad to be on the other side of all of this. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, Leave this is <laughs> yeah. I had to bring y'all on because if if any of uh, any of the Bravehearts listeners know that I've been on your podcast two times, huh? I think it's been two times. Yeah, I think it was two or more. Yeah. more. At least two. Yeah. If it hasn't been more, it's because they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the invites are coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had uh, the awesome opportunity of being the guest on their podcast. Uh, great conversation. Wonderful ladies. I love what you all are doing with Brunch with Besties podcast. To me, y'all have one of the best podcasts when it comes to authenticity and uh, maturity mm-hmm. and uh, and even, even some humor. Like sometimes I'm at work and y'all have me cracking up and people be looking at me like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, if you only knew. Uh, and then I'll be able to get some people on to listening to your podcast as well. So I love what you all are doing. Um, any of you feel free to tell us a little bit more about Brunch with Besties and 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 how is that working for you all? Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll start by saying thank you for the compliments. We think we're funny, but you know. <laughs> Y'all funny to me. We think we are, but you know, you have to leave that to the to the audience to decide. But um, our mission really is to heal and help others as we heal and help ourselves through purpose-driven conversations. So the common thread that you'll see throughout the episodes is really just our healing journey, right? So we're just taking topics, we're dissecting them, we're analyzing our own situations, we're allowing guests to share their stories get it off their chest, right? And help other people sort of destigmatize whatever it is that we don't understand about certain topics. Um, the goal is really just to evolve, to heal and to move on. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sharon A, she, she explained it perfectly. That's who we are and what we do. Um, the podcast kind of started based on us just saying, you know, we should record these conversations that we have amongst each other. And it, it kind of sprung from there. Um, and it's just been a place of where people go to heal, um, where they go to share, you know, whatever's on their heart. And it's been beautiful to allow people to have that platform while sharing our platform with them. Um, because not only are they like sharing their story to heal themselves, but it's really helping us heal within ourselves. So it's been a great ride. <laughs> um, and we love what we are doing. Um, so again, yes, thank you, Sean, for having us. And thank you for being a guest on our show several times. It's always our pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Because um, uh, I was listening to you all the other day and uh, just hearing your healing process i appreciate the transparency because you y'all help me i'm like let me do let me do some <laughs> some hard work myself 
So to all those in the Bravehearts community, those who are just watching this video for the first time, and I'll make sure that you uh, hand out, give out your information as well at the end of the show, because I, I want to get this podcast into many people's hands as possible, because um, it's voices like you both that really can help create change, especially with young ladies, because Lord knows we need y'all. <laughs> yeah, so today's topic is what is dating like in your 30s? And I know this is quite interesting. As I said earlier, I missed this boat so y'all can help me in this area. Uh, first of all, what is dating like in your 30s? And do you find it harder or easier? Are we comparing it to our 20s? <laughs> you can, yeah. I feel like dating in the 20s was more, more fun. Like, I just feel like there was more of an opportunity to meet people. I feel like people when I was in my 20s, that was like, what, the early 2000s, people would were more likely to approach you. Now I feel like you could literally meet somebody out, see them <laughs> face to face, but then they'll like slide in your DM and you're like, but you saw me. <laughs> so there's like this, for whatever reason, this um, idea that we only exist online now. And I think that people are less likely to have the face-to-face -face approaching of people to say, hey, let me get to know you right here. I see you, I physically see you. I wanna engage with you. Let me actually ask you for your phone number versus finding you on social media and trying to slide in your DM that way. What about you, Chanel? Yeah, I, I would I would absolutely agree with my bestie. <laughs> I feel like in our 20s, it was it was much easier, a little carefree, um, a little less pressure. It was just like, just this is, you know, what we're doing and it's cool. I think for me, I have a different perspective as well, because in my early 20s, you know, I was in a long term relationship. I was a new mom. So early 20s, I, I didn't really I didn't date. Um, I was with the, my son's father and that's what it was. So I was kind of tied down at the time in my early 20s so then when that relationship ended I was about 25 so here we are mid-20s um and it, it was a lot to learn because at that time I feel like social media was popping um and it was starting to be that switch that Sherry Renee mentioned that it's more this is your online persona and how do you navigate around that um so you know sliding in dms or messaging and meeting people on facebook or instagram um so I met a lot of guys on Instagram <laughs> and that's where we met. So they kind of got a picture of who I was based on social media and not those interactions. Like when we were in college, you know, you would go to parties, you would go to different campuses to parties and you would see people and meet people in person. Um, so then we had this kind of like false sense of, of getting to know people. I feel like, so at the end of my twenties and now that I'm in my thirties, um, it's, it, it feels a little more um, difficult because it is so much of that non-personal kind of relationships that you get to meet people. Um, so I would say, at least for me personally, it's, it's been a little struggly um, on the dating scene now that I enter my 30s and the further that we get into this social age that we're in. Mm -hmm. So what is it like? So do you, do you guys... Uh both get a lot of dms now is you got constantly guys sliding in and, and asking y'all questions and all that other good stuff y'all dms flooded no 
I wouldn't say flooded, <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you, Sean. I tend to ignore a lot of the DMs. Um, so I, my account, my personal account is private. So a couple things. So we restarted our Brunch with Besties Instagram. So there was a time where people would be in our Brunch with Besties DMs, like, which one is this? <laughs> I'm trying, you know, trying to figure out like, who's doing this? Who, who, who am I talking to? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I'm trying to talk to this one. Or I'm trying to talk to that one. And it's so funny because if they were trying to talk to me, I'd be like, I don't know, bro. I, can't, I don't know what to tell you about her. Shoot your shot. Try. You know, I can't say. <laughs> hope you don't um, miss later. right <laughs> because I'm like I want to see like what what are you you know what I'm saying like why just come to the person directly we're both tagged in there mm -hmm. but in my personal um Instagram it's actually private so people are in there but a lot of times I feel like it's really superficial there was a time when I opened it up that's when the floods come is when you open it up but there's a lot of trash so I made it back private because I was like, I don't have time for this. I'd just rather not. And then two, I think that it's easier for people to put on a certain persona. Um, I've had some catfish, which I still, big fan of the show. <laughs> big fan of the show. As long as it don't happen but, to you. Yeah. But I don't, under, I don't understand it. I literally do not comprehend. No comprende. <laughs> so crazy. Um, I think for me on my personal page, I have a public page. And I, I do get some DMs, but they're always like, you know, you're so beautiful and blah, 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 like stuff like that, like that surface level stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't got anybody who was like very clever to, to get in my DM to be like, hey, I want to take you out. Like, you know, can we talk? Or, so nothing like that has happened. A lot of mine is just the basic, like, you so fine. I wish you were mine. And then they'll write me back. A week later, like you so fine. I wish you was mine. It's like well, you already said that. <laughs> so, um, so nothing worthwhile has been in my DMs, um, and and that's okay because right now it's just like if you're not gonna come the right way, then I'm gonna be more so like Sherry Renee and just delete, delete because it's pointless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm like we've established that last week. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay tell me something new <laughs> I know I'm fine can you tell me something else right, right. and especially like when, when I make stories like that's when most of the dms come like if I post a picture of me doing something or whatever and they all the same thing oh you so fine you so pretty you so beautiful and I'll be like 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 and, and I move on <laughs> yeah why is it that guys uh keep running the same lines over and over again I don't I don't get it it's like they say the same stuff. And I'm thinking, how do you expect to get different results? Like, do they just copy and paste or, or what? <laughs> I, I think it's because we accept it, right? I think that there are some of us who accept it. I, I think some guys like to see, like they're just trying to put the bait out there mm -hmm. to see who's going to catch it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a different type of fish. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. just not going to bite the you're pretty because there's a lot of women that are pretty. Most women yeah. are pretty, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right. And it's, it's that, you know, they don't have those interpersonal skills. So you don't, you don't even know how to communicate. So not only have we taken away this face-to-face -face communication, so now we're doing it on our devices or on a computer. Um, so you don't even have the, the words to say to communicate to a woman that you have in some interest in. 
Um, so I think, you know, what they've known to work for them at, in that bait is you so fine, you so pretty, <laughs> somebody has responded to that. But it's like, you can't even hold the conversation to even be different, be different mm-hmm. than everybody else. So I think there's been some lack of being able to communicate amongst men and women for that matter too. I also wonder sometimes, do they even want to communicate, right? Because there's been guys where I'm literally like, you have my number. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't need to DM me, right? So you actually could call me. (laughs) So my thought is maybe they don't want to communicate. Maybe that's what they want to do. They just want to say, you're pretty. And I'm just going to say thank you and double tap it. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's the case then that's fine mm-hmm. and that is fine because yeah because at some point I'm going to start responding to the <laughs> pretty all together because this is ridiculous now mm-hmm. uh, and I totally agree that you know some dudes who are in my DM they also have my phone number um, but that takes work like calling and you know now I got to figure out what I'm going to say and I feel like people just don't have the capacity to do that they want that quick that instant gratification mm-hmm. um, so yeah do you think that's a, a a generational thing? Do you think that's a you know maybe a certain age group that's that's like that a certain demographic maybe? Because yeah. okay yeah because okay go ahead Chanel. Yeah, I think it, I think for us millennials, I think we're in a cool spot because we know before and we know now. Like we we're familiar with what the world was like like pre internet and you know pre social media. So I think we're in a, a, a space where it's just like, okay, y'all doing this, but I know that it wasn't always like this. Like in middle school, I used to get so many letters from boys, it used to be so sweet. Like they was writing like four page letters <laughs> so or get my phone number. And it's like, guys don't do that now because now we've moved into this like internet and social media age where I feel like but you you have it in you because when we was in middle school you were doing these things so you got lost in what was easy for you what was the easiest thing for you to do so I think for our age group we're in a we're in a weird not a weird space but we're kind of in that gray area where we know before we know what we have now I agree I think that you know back in the day there would be voicemails there would be like this one guy, he used to like sing on my voicemail. And I always thought that was really sweet. Um, <laughs> people would leave stuff for you, like at, your, at the locker or whatever, right? At your car, you might come outside and there's something on your car. Um, now, and it, it is weird because we are millennials. Chanel, are we 35? You Wait, is it 35? I stopped counting. Chanel, oh, you know oh. <laughs> my birthday is, is next month. We are 34. <laughs> okay, we're 34. Yes. Chanel's older. That's what we're <laughs> there. Just throwing that out. But in any case, <laughs> y'all still young. In in any case, um, the guys our age, like she said, they were the ones who were leaving the voicemails, writing the letters, doing those things. And for whatever reason, there was a shift that happened. But I feel like the younger guys, if I'm being honest, those are the guys. Literally, if I'm out, I could be at Target and the young guys will come and approach you in person and you're, you've got to talk them down like, no, 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 I could be your mom. We don't have time for this. And they're like, oh no, blah. like they're the ones that are more aggressive with shooting their shot, taking the chance, um, doing the face-to-face. Let me take you out. Um, me and Chanel, when we went to Atlanta, there was this young dude, somehow I gave him my number, I don't know how. Probably because he was being persistent and he was, you know, <laughs> 
acting like a grown man, even though he was a young man, but um, calling, like leaving the voicemails, doing the things that that's actually required to get to know people. I feel like now the millennials and even the guys that are older, they will text you to death. And here's the thing about texting. I don't know your voice. Mm. So when you text someone, it's based off of a baseline of a relationship that you have. So when Chanel and I text each other, I can put context to it, right? I can put her language to it. I can have her, her, her speech pattern, her voice. I know what that is. I can laugh because I'm like, that's funny. I know exactly how she said that. And I knew what she was doing when she said that. But if I don't know you and our first conversation is via text and that just continues, there's no connection, not for me, because right. again, I don't know you. So as far as I'm concerned, we can just swap out the name because I haven't built anything with you. Who are you? You are a robot. You're a device as far as I'm concerned, because there's no attachment. Who are you? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. Yeah, because, um, I, and, I, and I guess too, and you're all familiar with my story, but you know, my wife and I, we first met on Instagram. Yeah, we were uh, texting each other. I mean, <clears throat> we were in the inbox, but that conversation switched very fast. Like, all right, let's just go to the phone because you want to put that voice. You want to put that 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 uh, individualized uh, person, you know, what you sound like, you know, your mannerisms, all these different things. So I guess, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah, it's just very two-dimensional right and I think that even in the text messages um a lot of guys will send I'm going to call them low value texts I love that word and I'm like good morning good morning Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what (laughs) because Mm -hmm. now like you're trying to put something out there for me to carry the weight that I'm not going to carry so you send me one word I'm probably not going to respond at all (laughs) or you're going to get the one word back I'm good. Smiley face. <laughs> You're going to get the K. Just not an okay, but just the K. <laughs> just the K. You're not worth the O at this point. Because I, again, I don't know who you are. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, fellas. So uh, step your game up. See, Sherry and Chanel, they're trying to tell y'all. So step your game up, man. Be a little more, uh, take the time, put in the necessary work. You know, I think a lot of guys today, man, they, they try to do the least work as possible today i think a lot of that comes from because we have access to so much um and again i guess i'm telling my age because when you met somebody back in the day if they lived on your street you only had certain people to choose from whether if that was at your church your uh your community um or whatever kind of uh event that you had going on maybe if you played soccer or sports or something like that but outside of that you had to be proactive because you know if you went to the mall you might not ever see this girl again you know so today is like um okay well she's busy swipe she's busy swipe you know yeah and i think also <clears throat> with being online um guys that would never approach you in person will try to approach you via the net yes it has yeah yeah, because like I think one of you all said, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember if it was Sherry Renee or Sean, but you could be whoever you want to be online. So I'm feeling like the man when I walk through, when I get on Instagram, like I'm posting these pictures, you know, I can be whoever I want to be. And, and I do think, you know, a lot of guys take that and run with it. Um, or they see like 
other people and then they get into that comparison type of mindset like you see what other people have going on or you see this guy has this girl and you're trying to live off of their fake persona that they created you're trying to live up to that and it's just like you have the you really do have the know-how in you um because like we mentioned before before the internet before social media you had to be proactive um you know if we were going to a party at marquette or we were going to a party in madison like we weren't going to see these people anymore so i need you to have my number like here take my number like we're going to call each other because i'm not ever going to see you again yeah there was a sense of urgency yep. there was totally like when the night was winding down that's when all the dudes was coming yes. back like, all right now uh, <laughs> before you leave you go my number need that number right <laughs> and then and then not only that but it's like and are you gonna call me yes right it's like they really were trying to seal the deal trying to make that really good first impression because when you leave you're gone yep. so but now it's like oh, i'm just gonna friend her and you know might slide in the DM, might not. And if I do, it's going to be very low value, very low effort. And the result of that is um, a lack of connection, mm -hmm. right? Because all the messages are very superficial. So I don't have a chance to really even understand who you are. Um, and you're sort of unwilling to disclose who you are because you, like Chanel said, some of them want to put on that persona of whatever's trending right now or whatever's going on. So there's not really any connections being made. Mm -hmm. yep. and then it's the fake like i'm gonna see you like i know i'm gonna see you on online at some point so there is no urgency and sometimes you know guys will slide in my dm and be like you know when am i gonna be able to see you and i'm like you see me every day on instagram like you don't <laughs> clearly you don't want to see me in real life because you haven't made no effort to do that so you're going to keep getting these posts whenever i post <laughs> And you're going to get the same post that everyone else gets. So yeah. like when people are like, oh, and can you send me a picture? I'm going to send you the same picture that's posted on my feed because mm -hmm. that's who you are. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you are part of the following. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> so you're going to get game. the same photo. I'm not sending you anything private or anything exclusive. Again, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Exactly. Who are you, sir? Mm -hmm. So go back six weeks ago. <laughs> that's the picture you're gonna see <laughs> listen that's all i'm saying you better go back uh 90 weeks because uh, that's what you're gonna get here y'all dropping game oh my god i had this question i was i was interviewing uh i had a guest on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about uh thirst trapping and man shaming right mm -hmm. uh help me out with this and from from both of your perspective are men depending on how he looks does he get a certain pass that other men might not get because somebody somebody called this the i had a i had got i got a snippet up on youtube it's called the idris elba effect <laughs> and and yeah. if if this man is attractive you might let him get away with a little more than somebody who you might not be attracted to because men we can't we can't do that Right. We we don't have the we don't have a luxury of kind of, you know, finagling around with, you know, we got to take what we get. So, so there's there's certainly a such thing as pretty privilege. Right. OK. And mm -hmm. I think it's also how you feel about the person. So there could be a dude, a guy who you have no interest in and he's texting you every day and you're 
you're just so annoyed and you're like oh what's wrong with him this is too much blah 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 he's stalking me right Mm -hmm. and then but then Chanel might say well what if Idris Alba did that girl bye why am I talking to you (laughs) 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 first of all listen 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 (laughs) so there's absolutely an Idris Alba effect or a pretty privilege um but I think that that's incumbent upon us to make it a a standard right and say that these are the requirements period I'm not giving anybody a pass because I want to be treated like this um but then I think it's also about us saying okay if a guy is putting in work and effort and it's really just work and effort and it's not annoying just tell him no you know just tell him this is not what it is now if he does not understand no that's a whole nother problem yeah I I definitely agree there is a pretty privilege for men I didn't know it's called the Idris Elba effect but that's true you know Idris Elba Morris Chestnut all those really handsome (laughs) actors um it that is very true that you know um they might get a little farther than, you know, a, a guy who doesn't look like Idris Elba. Um, but I will say eventually, like Sherry Renee was saying, like eventually if you just come in with the, oh, you so pretty, like, and it's just that surface level, to me, you, you gonna turn ugly real quick. Even you, Idris, like, because there's no substance to you and this is boring. And for me, like, I lose interest so fast. (laughs) Maybe that's a wall that I have built up, but it's going to be something where it's like, he didn't put a comma there. Now he's ugly. Like, then I'm going to just go off the deep end and now you can't type. And that's the image of you I have in my head that you can't type. So then I'm going to be out. Right. And that's why I was wondering, like, oh, he probably, it was a typo. He spelled the word wrong. Oh, he's out now. He can't even spell. Yeah. For me, um, and this is why the substance is so important, because if I can't make a connection with you, then even Idris Alba has got to go, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's really like the looks are first, but what's going to keep me interested and attracted is going to be the substance, the dialogue, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, am I looking forward to talking to you today? Or am I going to feel like when I get a text message, am I going to feel like, huh, <laughs> yeah. here go this person yeah (laughs) so so let me say this too because as I hear both of you speak I hear maturity right I think you both had to get to a a a stage where no I'm not playing these games anymore uh what advice would you say to young ladies is this something that are, are these mistakes that young ladies have to make like they have to learn um you know certain guys uh only want, want certain things because it feels like y'all both are mature but was there a time in y'all life where you constantly bumping your head like when is this stuff ever going to end was there <laughs> <laughs> i mean within the last couple of years i feel like i've just now stopped to be honest with you so it's it's taking a lot of trial and error um it's taking tons of of heartache and tears it's taking tons of why lord why me so it's taking tons of that so I think um for you know young ladies who might come across this and watch this Mm -hmm. I would just say the most important thing is to get to know you get to know yourself 
get to love yourself and and not really looking for validation from men from you know people who want to date you but really finding that validation for yourself so that self-worth that self-love and that's going and that might take some some heartbreaks and you know that might take some some tears and some why lords but I think that's most important and I think that that's why I can speak so maturely right now is because I did I had to go through those things and I'm still going through those things we just did an episode on Monday about you know what is healing anyway and, and healing don't stop it just it's gonna look different you're gonna peel back a layer and it's going to be different so I think as I grow and I'm starting to really know my self-worth and and to love myself um, I think it does help me kind of, you know, be like, no, nah, I, I don't have time for that, or I don't have time for this man or the so-called man who's playing games because I'm so far removed from that right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, because I was listening to the show the other day when y'all were talking about, uh, yeah, that was that was good. And, and I think it was an episode y'all did two weeks ago about I think Sherry was talking about accountability Sherry was talking about your dad or something like that and how he hold himself accountable I thought that was I, that was a, an amazing episode um and then Chanel I think this past week you were talking about your dad you know and I wanted to talk about that a little bit not so much of more in your personal life but how important because a lot of guys oh she got daddy issues or whatever you know what does daddy issues look like like how how do you know you actually have daddy issues um I will I'll give that a whirl and then Chanel you can jump in <laughs> but um it looks like this <laughs> no I think <laughs> No, I think that um, there's also such thing as, as mommy issues. I think that's the thing that no one ever talks about. And Chanel yes. and I are going to cover that soon um, with a panel of, of women. So, um, mm. and I also think that it, it occurs with men as well. I think men can have daddy issues as, as well as mommy issues. Um, I think that it looks like a broken relationship or a non-existent relationship that um, negatively impacts or influences the way that you're able to connect, relate, and engage with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would define daddy and or um, mommy issues. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, and then to go back to your, your other question, for young ladies, I think that the issue is that we have a scarcity mindset. So I think a lot of women are willing to accept whatever's being offered instead of saying, this is my standard, I only accept this. So whatever a guy is willing to throw out, women are like, well, here goes a man. So let me <laughs> let me go ahead and, and take that. He's and, breathing. And he, he's breathing. And I think that we have to ask ourselves, honestly, are we willing to accept? Because a lot of the times we get, we find ourselves in a situation and then we're, we want to be mad at the guy. But the truth is we saw all the red flags, which means we signed up on the dotted line and now here we are. So we were, that means that we were willing to accept it. So is it him or is it us? Right. And at what point are we going to be accountable and stop accepting things that are not acceptable? Mm. Yes, yes, sis. That was good. And, and we talked about we talk about this a lot on our show. Um, but I think for me, daddy issues shows up like just over attachment, at, at least for me. And, and that's what it looks like, because my dad wasn't around like at all. Um, I saw my dad a total of like 
prior to now, but like two times in my whole life. And I had spoken to him on the phone one time. So for me, it was, I need to hold on to you because I'm missing that, that, that dad influence that I didn't have. Um, so yeah. And it's funny because my last relationship really sparked me on this journey to like get with my dad and, and figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely looked like over attachment where I would like drop everything to, to be with whoever I'm with if yeah. I'm in a relationship. Um, and, and, you know, that's not really healthy because, you know, when you're in a relationship, you need to have a full life by yourself too. Like I should be able to function without this person. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was just like this, just over attachment. So that's what, you know, dad issues look like for me. And as I'm working through the relationship with my dad, I'm starting to see like, okay, well, how can I show up as my full self to make this relationship with my dad even work? Um, and I think that's the piece that I was missing, you know, in my romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Have, have you have you both read this book called Attached? Uh, they talk about attachment styles. We no. have studied attachment styles, but we have not read the book called Attached. Yeah. Um, I think maybe like three years ago, mm-hmm. maybe two, we did an episode on attachment styles are you talking about like the anxious avoidant yeah mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm, yeah yeah I, yeah I think that's important because I was listening to Chanel talk and I was just like wondering um shoot I might have listened to that episode is why I brought it up I'm always listening to y'all every week so thank you Sean <laughs> yay <laughs> no. yes. uh so can your standards be too high is there a such thing as having <laughs> Right, well, Bestie, what, 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 I'll, I'll let you go first, Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No. I'm now that your standards cannot be too high. Your standards are your standards. And if somebody is not able to meet those standards, then that's just not the person that's for you. And I'll be completely honest, you know, maybe three, four or five years ago, I would have been like, okay, well, this is my standard, but I'm going to let it slide because mm-hmm. I want to be with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like backsliding on my own standards like who does that well I'm sure a lot of people does that but girl are you serious this is what you're doing um so I was that girl like just trying to make accommodations and adjust so that I can say that oh Siri so I can say that you know I'm in a relationship where I have this man so I don't think your standards can be too high if that's the standards that you have for yourself and you stick to them and you don't adjust them or lower them for anybody then they they aren't high sis that's this is what you're not, you're, these are your non-negotiables. This is what you're going to set for yourself. And that's perfectly fine. I think society has taught women that their standards were too high because they want the best. They don't want the bare minimum. Um, and I think, I remember like back in the day, not back in the day, that sounds really old, but you know, um, when reality was just starting, like the singer Chili had a show and people was like oh you're gonna be single forever because you got too many standards or it's too much stuff on your list and she was like well this is this is what I'm this is what I want and I'm not going to back down and I'll choose to be single until I have these things like this is what I want so I think you know people were trying to make it seem like she was crazy and you know all of these things but it's just like why standards be questioned this is what I'm telling you my standards are Yeah, I think your standards are personal, so they solely belong to you, and I don't think anyone gets to tell you if they're too high or not. I think only that's a question that only you can answer. Um, I think that a lot of reasons why people will tell you that your standard is too high is because they're willing to accept less, 
or they're only they're willing to offer less so if I meet a guy and he says oh this standard is too high no sir that means you're you don't fit the requirement and and to me that's just what it is um now can your standards not be in abundance yes <laughs> right can you have a standard that is um higher um where the pool of men are going to be smaller yes that can happen but is there a such thing as a as having standards that are too high? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. I think that because at the end of the day, you always get what you settle for. Mm. Always. So, mm. and everything that settles goes to the bottom. <laughs> mm. Wow. I hear you. That's, and, so and that's I like, <laughs> and you know, and that's interesting because if, if you're willing, to, I think too, if you're willing to wait, to get what you want you know I think that's very important as well um because sometimes go ahead Sherry no I was just gonna say and that's the common trade-off right is that you want something so it's like am I gonna give up what I want long term to accept what's available now but if I accept what's available now I have to give up what I want long term Mm. And I think that that's what people are not willing to do right I want the relationship now I want to get married now I want to have kids now so you asked yes I, I say, yes, let's get married. Let's have these kids, check the box, check the box, check the box. But then 10, 15 years later, are you unhappy? Mm. It, did you even really want the kids or was it society that kept saying, well, how come you don't have them? Or when are you going to have them? Mm. Right. Or when are you going to get married? Or this man accepted you, you should go ahead. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I think that women in general, we have a lot of self-worth issues. So that's why there's a lot of times where we are willing to settle, we're willing to lower the standards, and we're willing to accept what's being offered versus what we think that we really deserve. Mm, I love that. And that's good. Because I I think a lot of times, because with men, it's like, I think a lot of men would would settle because they be wondering if they're going to even get a a second chance to, to talk to somebody, you know, they like, okay, well, I was just, this is in front of me, I'm going to take it you know, opposed to, like you say, waiting that long term, are you willing to wait? Because very few people are willing to wait, especially in this social media age that we live in, because you seeing people, you seeing these images all the time. You're like, dang, she bad. Oh, she bad. Oh, she bad. You know, you seeing all these people and it almost makes you anxious to, to a degree, you know? Yeah. I, I also think that, because when you talk about me you know, a lot of people will say, oh, now that he got on, now that he got rich and famous, now he wants a certain type of woman. But the truth is, he always wanted that type of woman. He settled. Preach, Sherry. Preach. You know what I mean? He he got what he could get at that time. And now that he has access to more, he wants to get more. You, I'm not saying it's better, right? But that's his preference. So yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's that's going to be a lot of guys, unfortunately. Because sometimes when you're at the bottom, um, you don't really have that many options because some people, you know, be from like, Oh, I don't want a woman and all this other stuff. Well, you can't get a woman right now, you know, but once you get a little status and stuff like that, I think the discipline comes in is when you can say no with your stuff. Yes. You know, I think that's what makes a difference. Uh, yeah. Chanel, you about to say something? No, I was just saying like, I totally agree with that, that it wasn't that, you know, they switched up and got X, Y, and Z. It's, this is always what they wanted. It's just now that they 
the opportunity is there and they don't have to settle because now they're in a position where they can get exactly who and what they want. So mm-hmm. that, that was great. Mm-hmm. Would either one of you be willing to date long distance? And if so, how long? Um, I have dated long distance. Um, would I be willing to do it? Yes. I might actually work from home so I can work wherever I am. <laughs> so um, it doesn't really phase me. I also travel a lot for work and for fun. So I'm not scared of a plane, right? Um, it's really just about the commitment. Mm-hmm. But I I don't have a, a fear or a, I'm not against the long-term relationship. I'm sorry, the long-distance relationship is really just about um, the commitment in the relationship. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chanel? Yeah, I would agree. I don't I don't think that it, it would be impossible for me. Um, again, my dynamic is a little different because I do have a son. Um, so for me, um, I but I, I feel like I say this all the time that my husband doesn't live in Wisconsin. So I think I'm kind of like setting myself up that, you know, it, it may happen that I'll have this long distance relationship. But I do think if it's intentional, then I would totally make that work. Um, and do the things necessary to make sure that that relationship is growing and, and you know, being poured into both ways. Um, so I, I wouldn't rule it out, but it, it would definitely have to be intentional and purposeful before I made that commitment to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see nothing wrong with long distance relationships. I think it actually forces you to get to learn this person more, you know, at least if it's intentional, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, from past relationships, what was the worst mistake you made and what did it teach you? I'll start. I think for me, it's just falling too quickly before even really getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that syndrome where it's like, when things are good, like I'm planning my whole life with you. We're going to get married. There's going to be our wedding colors. God, this amount of kids. Like I just fully go in um, with just imagining, like romanticizing what this relationship could be um, and what I would like it to be. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've made in past relationships is not just giving it time and waiting to see how this relationship would, you know, cultivate itself before I kind of made it final and had all of these big plans. I think for me, it's, um, not accepting things for what they are so like for example if I have a certain image of you and I think you're great and we're dating everything's good and then you show me something other than that I'll be like well maybe they were just having a bit like I'll kind of like rationalize whatever happened and kind of talk myself out of what's kind of obvious and kind of what's right there in front of me um and so I think it's taught me to trust myself more and not be willing to let things go, right? Because mm-hmm. I think once I'm in, I feel like, oh, I'm in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm in over the point of where I should have been out. And realizing that dating is really getting to know someone. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay, right? If they're not the one, it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them the scum of the earth it does make them not right for me and that's okay. Or it could make me not right for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and that's okay. 
Because why does it seem like we always have to end relationships on a bad note? Why does it always have to be like somebody's the villain? Why can't we just be like, you know, it just, it just didn't work? You know, I thought that I was um, at a point where that could happen. And I think that you could try to do that. And you could try your best to end things amicably, right? Mm-hmm. You could say like, this just doesn't serve me, right? Um, wish you well, all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the parties is going to feel like, what? Like either way you phrase it, any way that you package it, you're leaving me, right? Mm-hmm. So what it comes down to is you're leaving me and I don't like that. So now I'm hurt and now I got to try to hurt you, <laughs> right? Unfortunately, I do think that there are some mature relationships where they can receive that information, right? And actually listen. Like the other day, we, we posted something um, on our social media that said how to listen to understand, right? Instead of like, you know, asking the questions, learning why, what happened? Okay, what are you really saying? And respecting that, right? Because when we lash out, because now our feelings are hurt. So now I got to try to hurt you. First of all, you're not listening at all. You do not understand. Your goal is to do tit for tat. And let's just call it what it is, is very immature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just accepting it and saying like, or even if you don't accept it, you know, let it go and work on getting to acceptance on your own without involving that person and trying to do the backlash. Yeah, because usually somebody usually likes somebody more than the other one, right? Yeah. 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 Somebody's ego is definitely going to get hurt in that. Um, and I've had some amicable breakups and I've had some some ones where it was just like, this is gonna get ugly. Um, but it eventually got good. Um, but I will say where I am right now at 34, like I'm I'm with what Sherry Renee just said. Like maybe you're not good for me, I'm not good for you, and that's okay. Like let's just move forward. Um, because I don't have the time for tit for tat or to be angry because then this is something else I'm going to have to heal from and ain't nobody got time for that because now I'm adding another layer of healing that I don't want to partake in Um, so I think you know just thinking about my last relationship where we finally were like you know what I'm done and 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 he just had a hard time with me like okay well I feel like this about you and and I was just like okay I hear what you're saying and we're just not a good fit for each other this is the end. Like there is no need for closure or to check on you or to do any of that. Like we are done and that's okay because we gave it a valiant effort and it just wasn't right. Like we were not a good fit and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Do you still stay friends with these people on social media or do you just like, (laughs) like, what is that? Cause I'm, again, I'm, 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 I've been out of the game for a minute. I dated for about this long and I just got remarried, but like do you do you stop following them on social media or you know do you find that the process to healing probably might take a little longer because they both of y'all seeing each other's pictures and they might like it or you know like do you just totally erase them from the social media world great question Sean and I'm a big (laughs) proponent I'm a big person like you got to you got to delete 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 That is that is the advice that Chanel always gives me. She says, I unfollow them, you unfollow them. Yes. Block, delete, like. do not answer. I remember uh, even a long time ago, and this is so Chanel, even a long time ago, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and it, I didn't want to do it, right? I felt like I had to. So I was really upset about it. And he would still call and text and leave voicemails. And she would be like, don't 
answer. <laughs> don't. <laughs> put him in your phone. Is don't answer. Do not. And she, they put him in my phone. Is do not answer. And then he started calling from other numbers, and they were like, "Do not answer one. Do not answer two. <laughs> do not answer three. Change your number." Like no. Change your and I was like, I can't change my number. Like you know you, how you got all these excuses, but that is Chanel's motto is always like I could call her and and go off for like a whole thirty minutes. Like and this happened. I just she'll be like mm-hmm. she'll listen and then she'll be like, did you want to follow him? Mm. And don't let me be in a room with her. Give me your phone. Listen, mm. I will help you do that. <laughs> you have to. I do. I, I think it's part of the healing. And um, this is actually something that um, I'm going to post later today uh, for our healing habit, right, is alignment. So if you say that you're in, it should look, feel, and sound like you are in. If it says that if you say that you are out, it should look, feel, and sound like you are out. So if you're done, if we are not together no more, it doesn't mean that I hope you die. It doesn't mean that I wish bad on you. What it does mean is that I have accepted where things are. I'm choosing to move forward and I wish you to do the same. So that means we ain't together. You don't need to like nothing. You don't need to watch my stories. You don't need to call. You don't need to text. You don't need to check on me because that's fake anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't buy the checking in. I don't, that, that's all fluff. So let's just be real here and let's align. Let's align on where we are. If it's, if it's, if we're not together, I don't, people shouldn't be confused. Well, I saw you with, I thought y'all, oh, well, we was just, no, we ain't together. And the dipping back, oh, well, we just went to go do this or he just came over real quick or we smash it. No, look, feel, and sound like you out. Mm, I love <laughs> to that. me, that's, that's manipulation, right? When your words and actions do not align, that is manipulation. That's what that is. So are you no. manipulating them or yourself? No. <laughs> but either way, it's happening, right? Which either one? way. And manipulation doesn't, it doesn't fit into my character. No. So I'm not going to slowly back away from you. I'm not going to phase you out because again, that's manipulation. That means I'm still talking to you, pretending like stuff is cool, showing up, coming over, going out. I'm not doing none of it. If I know I'm out, I'm going to tell you that I'm out. And then again, it's going to look, feel, and sound like I am out. Yep. You can't be half in and half out. So we, we ain't no lukewarm Christians over here, Sean. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. no, I love that. Yeah. Because you can be honest with yourself. And I think that the healing process can even, even be faster, right? Because you're not kind of, you know, stuck in between, you know, you're not going in between back and forth. Maybe I should talk to him. Maybe I should No, you know, it's just like, go ahead, disconnect now. So I can be good later. And and it makes you accountable for your actions. Because if I have the nerve to tell you I'm breaking up with you, Mm -hmm. I have to accept everything that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. I cannot expect to break up with you, but are you still going to come to the ball with me? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to send me flowers every Friday? Are you still coming over for Thanksgiving? No, (laughs) no, you're not coming to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. No, you're not coming with me to the ball. Mm -hmm. We broke up. Mm-hmm. right it's official official it's yeah. official yeah because i because back in the day when, when when you broke up with somebody you know you just had a little picture of you and them on your drawer and it was over and you just took the little picture and you just ripped it up and now <laughs> now you got to disconnect from folks on social media and and block 17 numbers you know uh, i remember i broke up with an old girlfriend and uh i <laughs> isn't this years ago right uh, I was telling my brother, I said, yeah, it's, it's over now. And he was like, yeah, you might as well just get rid of that picture you got of y'all hanging up on the wall. I said, yeah. 
and that was final for me. It was taking the picture and crying and tearing it up and throwing it in the garbage can. <laughs> so that's how long ago that was. But anyway. That's funny. Uh, well, well, now it's just virtual pictures. So now you have to like delete. <laughs> yes, all mm. the virtual pictures. But even like the stuff that you gathered, at least for me, like I, I can't see anything. Like maybe things that you bought. I got to get rid of it all. Like I don't want no reminders. Unless it's like, I don't know. I'm looking at my coffee pot right now, but I can't get out of the way. I love my coffee pot. So <laughs> like certain things I won't, but for the most part, like giving away stuff or just putting stuff away because I'm just like, I can't, I can't have any reminders. That's interesting. How do you feel about that, Sherry? Do you just like give a return package of the stuff that somebody gave to you? Do you get rid of that I, stuff? Honestly, I think the <laughs> the back and forth is very toxic because it allows for a lot of confusion, again, because it is manipulative, right? Are we in or are we out? What are we doing? So for me, I don't necessarily need to give anything back to you because I, I don't, I'm not trying to do tit for tat and like throw salt in the wound, but I'm going to release the stuff, mm. right? I may not send it back to you, right? You know how people be like, you left your, your straw at my house because they just trying to get in. I'm not doing that, right? I'm going to, I'll goodwill it, I'll throw it away, I'll gift it to somebody, right? Or I'll put it in the box to the left, right? Yeah. But I'm not gonna engage. I don't need to engage with you after this. Now, if you want something back, by all means, you can have it. But I, honestly, I think even the wanting stuff back, half the time, if you gave it to somebody, you don't want that <laughs> stuff. You don't need that stuff. You you don't need it. You being petty. Yeah. So if I gave you something, you can keep it. And you know what? That even includes money. Because I, when I'm done, again, I'm not, I don't want no excuses, no reasons to call, whatever. If I feel like I owe you something, I'm going to send it and that's it. But if I feel like somebody owe me, I'm not asking for a thing. I said, we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there doesn't need to be any more conversation. I hear you. That's, that's real. You know, cause he be, hey, Sherry, he texting you somebody left his PlayStation controller in your trunk. Right. You know, can I get my PlayStation? <laughs> right. Can I get it's my controller back, Sherry? Right. That is <laughs> It's my left Nike sock over there. Yes. So I left my ketchup packet in your Right, exactly. (laughs) Dumb stuff. Uh, What are your non-negotiables? This is good. We just talked about this on our show. (laughs) So as far as the relationships are concerned? Yeah, for those who might have not heard that episode. Yeah. So one of mine that I mentioned is having children under five. Is a non-negotiable. <laughs> um, she'll be like, "And how old are they?" Oh no, Mm-mm. yeah, I I can't do that. Um, and and that's from past relationships. I, I've dated men who have really young children, and it was just a it's a lot. And and I'm a parent, so I know that dynamic of of children from birth to five, like that dynamic. Um, and just trying to figure out co-parenting like it is really hard and and that's even from my own personal experience with co-parenting um and I started to co-parent when my son turned five so it was still pretty tricky um but little kids just need a lot of support from both parents there's no way you can be like well I'm just a, a single parent and I'm out here like no that that birth to five kid need literally needs both parents to be around pretty much 24 7 um, so just from past relationships, I've learned that I, I, I don't want to put myself in the middle of that. Um, I would prefer a man who either had no children or older children um, and who's already worked out the process of co-parenting and what that looks like. And they're fully prepared to move forward with a new relationship. Mm, I like that. 
Um, I have a few. Um, one is people that don't want to be in a relationship. Like guys always want to talk to people, but don't want to be in a relationship. Like I'll be like, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. Or if I see that, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, people whose words and actions and don't align. Um, I would also say one of my big ones is when people feign ignorance, like they pretend like they don't know that something was hurtful or they did, they didn't know that it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that cheating on you was, was wrong. I didn't, I didn't, I, now, I, now that I understand, now I can do better. Or I didn't know that, you know, being mean or making fun of your pain mm -hmm. was insensitive. I didn't, I didn't know that. Right. I didn't, you know, it's some things it's just like, I'm not going to sit here and try to explain to you common sense things that you should know you're an adult. Um, so I think that those would be my big ones, but I also have some for myself, mm -hmm. right. Which is that I have to literally look at people for who they are and believe them. So put people on mute because people will say anything, but what are you doing? What are you doing? And am I willing to accept? That's always the question that I have to ask myself. Am I willing to accept who this person is? Because if I do, I mustn't accept everything that comes along with them. So, Yeah, I think too, you have to, I think you still have to have that conversation, Sherry. I agree with you. Like you said, cheating, we would assume that cheating is wrong, right? <laughs> we would assume, but there's... Uh, there's a lot of people out here that just. Well, here's here's why I, I disagree. It's because um, if I do it, they wouldn't accept it. I agree. <laughs> and I remember going back, my very first boyfriend, he, he cheated on me and oh, and you should forgive me. And you if you don't forgive me, you don't love me. And I said, I forgive you. I'm not I don't want to be with you. <laughs> Those are two <laughs> different things. Right. Yeah. But I asked him if I did this to you, would you accept that? Mm -hmm. And he was silent for a long time. And he was like, no, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Well then why should I? I agree. Why I, should I? I? I totally agree. Cause I, you know, I've in my 44 years of life, I realized that uh common sense ain't common. You're right. Common sense ain't common, but I, I've also realized that a lot of people's standards have to do with their um, values right and mm -hmm. we are allowed to have different value systems mm -hmm. but if you're if our value systems are that far off this isn't going to work right mm -hmm. like I can see if it was like oh I didn't know going to lunch with my coworker. you view that as cheating I don't I view her as a coworker. we just mm -hmm. went to go have lunch right I feel like that's more gray area that's more we need to have a conversation let's establish some boundaries but oh I slept with this woman and I didn't think you I thought that was cool <laughs> our value system is too far off it's not worth the time yeah. I'd, I'd rather i'd rather start over yeah now i hear you because i remember when, when my wife and i when we were talking when we first got together first started going together we had those conversations it was like uh you know cheating is wrong right we both agree with that right yeah you know we both agree that if you know this or that like let's just have that clarity let's just make sure just to you know and we and we in different eras and stuff like that you know my wife is younger than me and you know so I'm just like let's just go over the basics you know when you're filling out this application you still got to sign your name and your date of birth and all these other these basics you know so just so we clear 
just you so know. we're clear. But I, I know, but I, I agree with you. Like you say, if, if it was on the other foot, how would you feel? So I hear you. Uh, okay, let's talk about the wait. So how long is too long for a proposal? Like, especially if marriage is the end goal, how long is too long to be in a relationship? But And, and maybe, and make it from a personal perspective because everybody is different, right? But for both of you, what, what do you think is too long to date somebody before marriage? Or is marriage the end goal for both of you? That's a good that's a good question and a great way to phrase it because marriage is not the end goal for many women. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would I do uh want to get married. That mm-hmm. is definitely something that you know I'd like to do. Um, I've been in a long-term relationship before. Um, so the longest relationship I've been in was five years. And, and I thought that was a long time <laughs> for me, um, especially seeing that we had lived together, we had a kid together. So things like that were just like, okay, we did all of these things, but you could not see me as your wife. And looking back, that's okay. Like that I wasn't the person for him and, and that was okay. Um, but now moving forward, like I cannot see myself spending five years with somebody um, and, and us not getting to that point of engagement. Um, it's hard to set a timeline because, you know, relationships are different. Men are different. Um, so I don't want to base my answer solely on like past experiences because it, it will look different um, when that time comes around. But I do think when you know, you know, like men know um, if they want to marry a woman and and for most of them, it is not going to take five years to figure that out. I'll say that. Yeah. Great answer. I think for me, I go back and forth. Like sometimes I'm like, yes, I want to get married. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, no, I couldn't do that. (laughs) So I go, I go back and forth. Um, I will say that I'm going to preface this by saying that I do have a brother who I am best friends with. And um, so I want to put that into context. Um, I feel like if I can't see the relationship progressing, right? So if it appears to be very stagnant and it's not making, for example, you want to keep texting me? If that goes on for too long, that's all, it's already a wrap, right? But then if we kind of get into a place of comfort where there is no movement, um, I definitely don't want to be in a stagnant place with anyone um, because I, I don't even say stagnant myself, just with my personal relationship with myself. Every year I challenge myself to do more, be more, um, evolve more. So as far as a timeline goes, if my goal in that relationship is marriage, mm-hmm. probably a year. Mm-hmm. If that, it might even be shorter than that, depending on how I feel in the relationship. I don't believe in rushing into things yeah. or being too hasty because people can still put on a facade in six months. I've learned that. <laughs> Something that I had to learn. But but I also think that, and then too, you know, it's good to see people in different seasons, mm-hmm. you know, see them when they're up, see them when they're down, um, see how they treat you when you're up, <laughs> see how they treat you when you're down. Um, it's good to have that as a baseline and really say, is this something that I can do for the, forever? And then two, I also want look for, is that person committed to self, self-growth and self-improvement? Because, you know, they say the problem in the relationship 
it's the, the two people, right? But if two people are committed to working on themselves, then it doesn't mean that there won't be problems, but you'll be solution focused. So. I like that. Oh, yeah. mm, I like that. Oh my God, this has uh, been a great show. I've been waiting to get you both on the show for so long because I was just like, I got to connect. I got to make sure that I get them on. Uh, any parting piece of advice, any of your wisdom that you would like to share with the Brave Hearts community before we end this segment? <clears throat> I'll just leave. I love that the Brave Hearts community and, you know, love is the goal. Like love is always a goal, whether that's in friendships and romantic relationships. Um, but we were created to love and be loved to, for yourself and be loved for other people. I just think that's so important. So never give up on on love and, and what that means for you. So that's what I'm going to leave with. Mm. Love it. I, I echo those sentiments. Um, I would just add to that you're responsible for your own happiness, right? So we don't have to stay in relationships that are toxic. If we're the toxic one, we could we get to work on ourselves. Like we don't have to keep repeating the same cycles right? It is our obligation to ourselves, And self-love looks like self-healing, right? Accepting yourself, accepting the traumas that you may even have inflicted on others, uh, the traumas that you have endured and picking those things apart and taking what's great from them, whatever you learned and leaving whatever doesn't serve you. So I think that um, I would leave, the message that I would leave would be continue to invest in your own healing, continue to invest in yourself you know un what are your standards who are you what do you need what do you want is what you want what you need because those can be two different things mm -hmm. what are you willing to accept what are you not willing to accept from yourself like that's what I had to tell myself like this is my new standard for relationships period I'm no longer accepting things that look like this this that and the third right mm -hmm. so and making that commitment to yourself if you can't commit to you then who else will <laughs> come on now sherry come on you preaching I, I heard a therapist say the other day that um we we always disappoint ourselves when we don't make our uh our vows public right so say okay i'm going to start exercising and losing weight a lot of times you will internalize that and not say it publicly so if you don't do it it's okay nobody no accountability knows. right no accountability but what you're doing is you're hurting yourself because you're letting yourself down over and over again. And you're, you know, that, that causes a lot of low self-esteem because you said you were going to do something and you didn't follow through. So internally you have to deal with that. So when it's time for you to make a big decision, you don't have enough trust or enough faith to believe you can do it because you constantly let yourself down over and over in the smallest things not and i just use exercise and you know that's the new year coming up so everybody's gonna start doing this stuff but that's all so i just wanted to say i think it's important that uh start trusting yourself and start following through with yourself the other day i said i said i was gonna record these videos and i was tired i got off work and i was like oh, i don't feel like doing this stuff and I said, you know what? I told myself I was going to do it. So I don't want to let down Sean. Forget everybody else. But I don't want to let down Sean. So I got them done and I felt that much more accomplished because, okay, Sean, you didn't let yourself down. So the next time I decide to do something, I can dig in my little goodie bag and say, Sean, you did this last time. 
you can do it again. No, I think that right there is is very powerful because we teach people how to treat us, right? So if my if I have a standard or a commitment or whatever, and I go against myself, and that was actually one of my things, right? Is that I could have boundaries, but if I love somebody, they could walk all over the boundaries. Mm-hmm. They could tear them boundaries down, right? But now it's like out of love for myself, I need to put up a new boundary now because you didn't respect the old one or because of the love of myself I now need to actually sever this relationship right because it's causing too much harm to me and it doesn't matter what the impact is on you because I have to think about me first because nobody else will and clearly you didn't right (laughs) so so now it's like like you said like I gotta commit to me Mm -hmm. gotta commit to me this has been another great episode. Thank you, ladies, so much for taking time out of your day to be a you know, guest on the show. I know you all have busy schedules and parenting and business and careers and all sorts of stuff. So I appreciate you all so much. Let everyone know how uh, they can get in touch with you, Brave Hearts community. Make sure that you go follow Sherry and uh, Chanel on social media and listen to the podcast and subscribe and all that other good stuff. So uh, let everyone know how they can get in touch with you all. Absolutely. You can follow us on our new page on Instagram, which is at Brunch with Besties Pod, P-O-D, short for podcast. Our website is www.brunchwbesties. Is that it, Chanel? Dot com. Okay. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms under Brunch with Besties Podcast. And we do have a we have a small little YouTube channel. <laughs> we still working on it, but it's there and it's Brunch with Besties Podcast. Mm. No, that's great. I, I appreciate that. Go ahead, Chanel. Yes, and I do want to mention to listen to our show live each and every Monday. Definitely download the Good News Radio app. Um, we would love for you to listen live on there. You can chat with us live right away. So make sure you listen to that. And I'll make sure I have all that linked up in uh, the show notes and even on YouTube as well. Make sure I have those links connected to you all. Ladies, thank you so much. Once again, Brave Hearts community, you heard it here first. Sherry, Renee, Chanel, Warren, Brunch with Besties. Go check them out. I'm a weekly listener. You should be listening to and I am growing as they take their journey as well. So I've learned so much from them. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast as well. Um, you can catch this on uh, YouTube and you can subscribe. You can subscribe on YouTube and you can also hear the audio on uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast from. So this is Sean Heineman at It's Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. Take care, people. <laughs>